Welcome to Just Know Though. <laughs> but yeah, this is our first go at Just Know Though. Really what we want to focus on this session is why are we here and what got us here? And we also want to open it up to our listeners. Encourage y'all to ask questions. Self-inquiring inquiry questions important. And Jen has expressed that to me a couple of times now that that is one of the reasons we are so close is because we both really prioritize the relationship we have with ourselves. So yeah, with that said, let's introduce ourselves. (laughs) My name is Jen. (laughs) I'm from Salinas, California, super small town. I have, I'm one of four like daughters, which is crazy Mm -hmm. being a family of all girls. It's crazy drama. I'm first generation. My parents came here when they were 25. Where are your parents from? They're from the Philippines. They're from the Philippines. They came here when they were 25. They worked in the fields when they first came. They really just made me so humble and just mm-hmm. felt so supported and loved. And man, we started from like nothing. It's so mm-hmm. crazy. And I feel like everyone has like a piece of them, like a story that should be shared. Mm-hmm. But that's such a vulnerable thing for a lot of people is where what have you been through? Like what brought you here? Like. What mm-hmm. makes you tick, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the fact that we get to talk about this, be a part, part of this podcast. Um, and being on this journey with Cheyenne has just been life-changing. <laughs> like the relationship of just being so open and vulnerable with someone that you know is not going to judge you. Like, I don't know. That's yeah. just, that's why I wanted to start this. And definitely with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have created a very safe space for each other to talk about anything and everything. That's a part of our positive ripple effect that we hope to get to listeners is make sure you're in spaces that are positive and safe and where you're allowed to be vulnerable Um, because we're all learners. Like learning is a lifelong journey. We never stop learning. If we really want to learn to the fullest, we have to learn ourselves and we have to have spaces where we're able to be authentically ourselves. When you're little, not to share too much, mm. you know, like when you're little, you're like, oh, you don't have to tell everyone like everything you can tell them they want to know. Right. And I feel like that just transcends to like adulthood. And you don't unless they're your parents, you don't go to anyone else for help. And sometimes not even your parents. Oh, that when it comes to certain things, mm-hmm. that's fact. You said that, though, because that's so true. Like society does not um, prioritize or glorify having a positive relationship with yourself and mm-hmm. being able to really talk about the things that you want to talk about. Like, we're so influenced by other things. Media, yeah. yep. a school, our teachers. Um, yeah, and it really just puts a wedge between who we are and who we really are. <laughs> like, who we are to the world, but who we really are inside. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the masks that people wear. Yeah. No, I felt that. It's... You only let people know, like, a small, small piece of you, right? What you want people to, like, perceive you as. Mm. And it's like, everyone does it. You can't just, some people just are uncomfortable with certain things or self-conscious or... Or sometimes it's for survival. No, yeah, you have to do that. Because you're like, I don't want anyone to know it's so fucking private. Like, Mm -hmm. that's my shit, you know? Yeah. Or, like, if you grew up in a place where... If you're seen as like soft mm-hmm. or like not hard, like you're you're gonna completely neglect your emotional side and just put on this or uh, this hard exterior mm-hmm. for sure. 
Yeah, um, but there's also like the other side of that where people are like just bully if mm-hmm. you're too soft, <laughs> which is so fucking unfair. It's like you can never win. Right, right. I know that's hella you true. You have to find this medium mm-hmm. in life. I know. I hate when people can't take a joke. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> goodness. Like you have to be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. For sure. People don't laugh anymore. It's crazy. Mm-mm. It's crazy. That's but, why all I do is watch dog videos. Fuck. <laughs> I'm doing a social media break right now, and it's it's definitely something I needed. Okay. It's definitely like if you have your own shit to deal with, mm-hmm. you don't want to like have that constant in your mind. Like, oh, what is what is everyone else doing today? Right. It doesn't matter. You know what right. I mean? You got to focus on your day, your priorities what the fuck is going on with your head like Mm -hmm. any hour to yourself you should take that like you don't have to spend 20 minutes scrolling you can just fuck you can read i've been reading lately (laughs) i've been reading the bible like i've been researching podcasting (laughs) it's been such a journey and fuck if you ever feel like the whole reason why i took a break is because i felt like so clouded especially now like in a pandemic Mm-hmm. You dropped a gym, though, Jen. You said, if you have an hour, take that to yourself. Yeah. That yes. is, that's a gym because you're right. We're constantly filling our space with fluff uh-huh. and just other people's things and work. And when do we actually take that time for ourselves? So what do you do? I'm on a social <laughs> media cleanse. Okay, so what are you doing for yourself? Mm. What? How are you building this? Mm-hmm. If you're not doing this, how are you doing that? You just inspired me to take a social media. Did I? No, no, no. Because what if, I don't know. What if you're not feeling it? No, because, you know, speaking of what brought me here and why I'm here is because, yeah, you you always comment on me prioritizing my relationship with myself. But I personally feel like I neglect my relationship with myself. Like, I really try to, but there's still, like, I have a lot of work to do with my relationship with with myself for sure. I don't think that at all. I feel like. I admire you, and it's crazy that you say that about yourself. Damn. Because you, I feel like you are so thoughtful mm. with, like, how should I say this? Do I really want this? You're not, mm. you feel, you take the time to feel all your feelings, mm. to be emotional, to think, to really figure out what's best for you. Mm-hmm. At least you think about what's yeah, the I'm very best cerebral. solution for yourself. I'm very cognizant. Mm-hmm. Jen introduced herself. Um, and shout out to Jen, by the way. She's on the mixer. The guiding force behind all of this. Um, between being on my ass about it. <laughs> Let's talk about what got us here and why we're here. That was just a little taste. So I'm Cheyenne. <laughs> and I'm also, I was actually born in Sac, but I was really raised in like a small town outside. And I'm from a big family. Um, there's six of us living and I'm in the middle. I'm number four. And I really consider my mom to be a single mom because my dad was, he, he provided, like he gave my mom money, Mm -hmm. but his presence, his, he physically was not present. Um, So in that sense, I really feel like I had a single mom because she made all the decisions, Mm -hmm. you know, she, he may have been giving her money, but she still is the one who actually paid all the bills. Like, um, take care of you. Yeah, take yeah. care of us. Shows how she wants to mm-hmm. carry you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was the matriarch for sure. Yeah. Um, anyways, though, I had a, a childhood that was really, like, unpleasant emotionally and physically. It was, like, really abusive. 
Um, and so I left as soon as I could. Like mm-hmm. I was 17 when I left, and I'm yeah. so it's been you. 11 years now. 11 years, yeah, shit. Um, you had a you were in survival mode. Yeah, just wanted to be happy, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's crazy. That's so like I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't. No, I feel that's like shit. so. Yeah, I got just the fuck inspiring. out of my mom's house like as soon as I could. No, it's inspiring. Um, I mean, I know how it is from a big family. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, there's only four of us, but if there was another two siblings, <laughs> I could not fucking imagine. No, like, I fucking get it. Family dynamics are, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. They're complicated. But it's, like, deep. It's Chaotic. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, run with it. And that's why it took me a long time to learn how to function without chaos. Mm, mm-hmm. oh shit yeah okay. without this just constant noise and like just high energy it took me because really there's long so time. many different personalities mm-hmm. around you mm-hmm. okay yeah 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 and and jen knows me like i'm usually with a big crowd of people i know and i love you for it because <laughs> i am the shyest person so i'm like oh i love that cheyenne's a social butterfly i always get so jealous because i'm like i'm over here sitting like what do i say? but that's what i mean about me not prioritizing the relationship with myself as much as I should. Mm. Because it takes a lot to be in a big crowd of people. It's a lot of facilitation. It's a lot of conversation. Yeah. And all of that is outside it's, of self. And when there's so many different personalities and you're mm-hmm. trying to get everyone. Like, yeah. At least talk about the same thing, you know? Right. I get it. Yeah. Right. That's hard. And that's why now... Um, Shout out to my homegirl, Cynthia, for to me. But she said something that was really important to me. And I, it's been in my head recently. You know, we have to normalize not everyone getting along and not everyone mm-hmm. being. Um, we it's, have that, to, it's that cancel culture. Mm. Have you thought about that? I have. And, and I, I could definitely see the correlation. I only say that because, like, things would be different if we really understood. I'm sure me and you could disagree on the most outrageous shit. But if I really understood you, I'd be like, well, fuck, I get it. Like, if it was anything about, let's say, childhood abuse or, like, things mm-hmm. like that or, like, I'm like, fuck, like, she don't fuck with shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. just a different type of respect or just at least acknowledgement. But there's just such a, I don't know, everything's so dramatic. Everything's so dramatic. Um, every, no one communicate. Yeah. feelings and what they need what they want right and that and could be because we're detached from ourselves i don't know am i tripping no you're not okay. I, I really appreciate that perspective because yeah we are quick to isolate quick to isolate we're quick we're quick to blame mm-hmm. i don't know just but also people are not there some people are not direct enough in the right way where it's delivered correctly for the other person to receive it just communication no one really oh, communicates yeah, can, well with each mm-hmm. other with all of this fucking online bullying and just <laughs> I don't, bullying yeah. is such a hot topic for me because <laughs> i was bullied as a child not funny my bad no yeah but it's real yeah but i could talk about that now because i'm just you know i bullying mm-hmm. right now is crazy talk about it because that's part of what got you here bullying right now is crazy could not imagine being bullied back then with social media because mm. imagine okay imagine Regular high school shit, right? Pre-social media. Let's say, let's say there's some drama that you're going through, but right. no one knows it. Right. But people put all their business out there. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to deal with it with the judgment. You know what I mean? With yeah. people judging you whether it could be something so stupid that right, right? or it could be no, what they're wearing. Of, you know, it's of just crazy. Committing suicide because yeah. of that. Um no, oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely mental health and bullying and just mm-hmm. relationship with yourself, boundary. Mm-hmm. Fuck, we yeah. get it. Yeah. We totally get it. I think that just goes into everything that we're here for. Mm-hmm. And why mm-hmm. I think you're so inspiring. Why I wanted you here, like with me. Thank you for having me here, seriously. It's just, there's something when it's like there's no judgment. And you know what I mean? Even though, yeah. like, me and you are so different. Yeah, we really are. Like, we come from, yeah, we're different. We're so different, mm-hmm. but we vibe because we just have the understanding. Yeah. And mm. we're not, we're not afraid. Yeah, so I think a big part of that, though, is because. The respect we have for each other is very well, you know? And mm-hmm. so we're able to talk about things and really express ourselves. not feel like, well, is this person going to, like, come at me? Or is this person going <laughs> to... Did she not like how I said that? Right, like, did right. Did she think I looked at her a certain... Like, there's right. so much interpretation nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Because people can't be direct with each other. Right. When it comes to communicating, pay attention to the person's intention. Mm. What is the intention behind their communication and the way that they're communicating and why they're communicating and what? No, when you really think about that, true, because sometimes, I don't know, how do you like dealing with, how do you deal with things when you're mad? How do you you want to be communicated with? Yeah, how do you take conflict? Mm -hmm. Or have you ever heard of apology languages? You know, there's there's also apology apology languages. Wait, no, I can't. I get how that's a thing. Can right. you explain them, though? Because I don't know them right. on top of my head. Uh, I don't know them either. I'm actually going to look them up. But okay. to answer your question, how do I deal with conflict? I like to deal with conflict head on. So, for example, if, like, whoever I'm oh, dating, if we have a conflict, I'm going to want to sit down and I'm going to want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to want to be like, let's talk in two days or three days. Like, it's yeah, going to, yeah. I want to talk about it here and now. And I want, and I need... To know that whoever I'm dealing with, our strong, our communication is strong enough so that we can have conversations in the here and now. And we don't have to walk away from it. Like, we're not heated and we're not activated. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because the respect and the love is there. How do you like to deal with conflict? Sometimes I'm way too fucking emotional. Sometimes I come in hot. Uh, time out. That's not a thing. Being too emotional is not a thing. That's okay. a social construct. We're taught to believe okay. we're too emotional. Even though I'm cussing up a storm. <laughs> let it, okay, let me let me rephrase this. What if I'm calm and mm-hmm. you're so upset? It's like all weapons out. Like I'm coming in. I'm trying to win. Like sometimes when you're so upset, you get de- you get desperate. You take everything mm-hmm. under the belt. Like you know what I mean. Like you try to hit them. Yeah, I don't so, think that's too emotional though. I think I that's, think that's abusive actually. Yeah. It's borderline, like, some, for, yeah. some verbal abusive yeah. shit, for sure. I'm not. And I've, I've learned that because I've been in toxic mm-hmm. relationship. Like, I've been in toxic relationships. It's definitely, when you're not heard, when you're, you, feel, you don't feel respected. You don't feel fucking consideration, mm-hmm. time, validation. Effort. Yes. Mm-hmm. The list goes on yeah. and on and on. Okay, so yeah, that's your. To that's that my reaction to that and I, but I are you so... actually too emotional no okay now i feel like i chilled the fuck out but that's because i mm-hmm. i've learned it's not healthy mm-hmm. it's not a way to communicate your feelings mm-hmm. and it's one thing to learn 
I feel like you learn to different levels of communication throughout your whole life. Through totally. different people you meet, through education, through mm-hmm. work, through mm-hmm. friends, everything. You just mm-hmm. learn how to communicate different types of people. Definitely toxic. And it's definitely something that I had to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting to where you're getting. I really am. I'm and you're going to get to where you want to get. I'm getting more direct with my feeling. Yeah. And what works best for you. But I feel you. So I come from like a yelling family. Oh, like, I don't. Oh, yeah? No. But they do not know how to talk. Like my family oh. screams. every Even like little conversations. Like oh. where's the toothpaste is like we just yell. We're in. So I really had to learn oh. not to yell, not to scream. And especially oh. in my intimate relationships. Shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, shit. Yeah, like I, I, I definitely repeated the cycles of abuse in my intimate relationships that I saw when I was a kid. Um, That's crazy, though, because when you said that, it made me think about to my parents. And I always felt heard mm-hmm. with them. I always felt heard, even if my feelings were crazy. Mm-hmm. My mom always said, never, ever let a boy let you feel like your feelings aren't valid. Shout out to Jen's parents. I know, right? She was, They're like the- she was fierce. Mm-hmm. And she always taught me that when I was little. And so when I was in a toxic relationship, I didn't know how the fuck to communicate my feelings. I always felt hurt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so. No, you knew how to communicate your feelings, but you didn't know how to communicate with someone who was gaslighting and yes. diminishing your feelings. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It was definitely a, mm-hmm. emotionally abusing you. For sure. It was not. This is why we're here. Yeah. This is why we're here. This mm-hmm. is a lot to unpack. Yeah. Communication, how you communicate. Mm-hmm. How you build your relationship mm-hmm. with yourself, with others. But we're going to unpack it. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. We're here to heal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And hopefully but there's gonna, in, but there's gonna inside be some, healing inside of our list. I do some fun stuff too, though. Oh, he- oh healing can be fun, girl. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we're going to make healing fun. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh Damn, yeah, no. But that brings up a good point. Like, And I think that is a lot of a reason why a lot of people neglect their relationship with herself because it takes being uncomfortable mm. it takes taking accountability mm-hmm. and um uncertainty you know when that's i some scary shit though. it's some scary shit yeah it's yeah. crazy and that's why people don't do it that's why people don't do it they avoid it they're like i'm not i'm good you know they have these masks and this ego that just get them by not only that, but there are some people that have been so blessed in life mm. to have, like, no toxic behavior in their life. You know what I mean? Now, like, that sounds toxic. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, there's people that have dealt, like, I feel like I see some parents out there, and mm-hmm. you're like, damn, they were ready to just give it their all. That's so, how I want to be. That's to, yeah. really how I hope I am. And so that's why I say, like, let's say if all these other, you know, boys out there when we were young actually had, I don't know, a good positive relationship with their family their parents they would know how to receive feeling like how to receive feelings they would know how to care they would know how to have their fucking priorities straight you know what i mean i feel like it goes both ways you are okay no sorry tell me where i'm going because i think i lost it i I was getting really self-conscious i was like oh that's real okay it's it's just it's a whole ass process it's a whole Mm -hmm. generational thing it's a whole Mm -hmm, upbringing mm -hmm. your environment Mm -hmm. it's like it could be it could be anything right but that is exactly why you got to make sure you're ready to have kids yes and you have to really yes. think about what it is to be a parent yes what you want to mm-hmm. teach them mm-hmm. what do you like mm-hmm. what is it for you you know yeah is it an ego thing crazy 
are you trying to trap someone oh shit <laughs> or, you went there yeah for okay. real because no, no that's a thing that's a thing yeah that's a big thing that's another thing that i really look forward to addressing in this podcast is putting a stop to generational patterns yes yeah being in control mm-hmm. of the pre-existing conditions you pass on to your kids some legacy mm-hmm. shit right mm-hmm. <laughs> some, mm-hmm. some bloodline mm-hmm. like the dynasty must live on i don't know it's <laughs> no but i just it's crazy because that it's it's true we should all learn from each other what our family has what our mm-hmm. families have mm-hmm. been and that's one of the things that the fucking colonizers did so good at is they removed the parents from education mm. and parents are the best teachers that's facts i love that you said that because they are mm-hmm. and especially now like what like kid moms have like six weeks maternity leave right boom six weeks and then you're already in the hands of someone else yeah no it's crazy there's that's this is why it's a thing dude Mm -hmm. it's like the economy everybody gotta hustle everybody gotta fucking make money right and there's just Mm -hmm. everyone's just the cost of living it's insane the competition it's a great tactic to get us farther away from ourselves it's crazy get us away from our families our culture our language so yeah for sure and you say that and it reminds me one thing that i really struggled with is work-life balance Mm. definitely and i feel like that's something that everyone needs to work on because you don't want to pass that on to your kids Mm -mm. you want to be able to prioritize show them that they're always a priority Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um you can't get over your head you have to make the right sacrifices financial literacy y'all it's important. So important. They don't teach that shit they enough don't. in school. Mm-hmm. No, because teacher. our country is built off of debt. <laughs> For real. I know. I'm a teacher, yeah. I'm a second grade teacher, y'all. I love it. <laughs> Can you believe teach it? Teach the kids. You gotta teach the kids. Not honestly, these are the conversations I have with my kids. Oh. We're, like we, Teachers don't get paid enough. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Teachers do not get paid enough. Fuck. You know why? Because babysitters get paid more. Isn't that insane? Nannies get paid Dude, more. They really They're do. pretty much te- teachers are mm-hmm. teaching your kids mm-hmm. manners. They're teaching your kids like everything. Fuck! Tell me what you teach your kids. What do you learn in second grade? Okay, well, what are you supposed to learn, or what do I teach? Because <laughs> I'm not teaching the bullshit ass Common Core. But for real, I mean, that yeah, that's one of the reasons that I am a teacher. I'm in the classroom because I think it is so important to teach kids to love themselves yes you guys witness and kids (laughs) acting crazy out of pocket right but where do you think kids learn bullying at home at home at home so that's why like bullies are my best friend all the bullies be kicking it with miss shay for (gasps) real Mm mm-hmm yes oh i'm not even kidding like they send the bullies to my class teachers do not get paid enough because i I know that that behavior is them trying to communicate something yes always and i'm not justifying bullying Mm -hmm. but you know i think if we're really going to talk about educating our kids we have to treat teach them how to treat people Mm -hmm. people don't know how to treat people isn't that crazy yeah right (sighs) people do not know how to treat people people don't know how to listen to people people don't know how to be empathetic people don't know when they're not going to get their way mm, and when they need mm-hmm, to, you know, mm-hmm. take an L. Right. Like, it's not worth your pride. It's not worth your safety. Right. It's not. Mm-hmm. You don't got to Ego is that not harm. your amigo. Ego yeah. is crazy. He's an mm-hmm. ego. So one time I was in New York. 
Shout out to New York. Hopefully we have people listening from New York. <laughs> but yeah, I was in New York and I was in a in an Uber. And I'll never forget this. I wrote it down in my notes because I was just chopping it up with the driver. And he was hella wise, yo. And that's one of the things that I think this global pandemic has taken away from us. Um, street therapy, I call it. But just, you know, when you talk to random people and they drop gems. And you can just have conversations with. Oh, whoever yeah? you know what i'm saying like we used to have so oh, many I, more conversations with so I many love uber drivers <laughs> I, you're that's crazy because i was like where is cheyenne going with this and i was like wait you're so right for real though shout out to uber drivers and lyft drivers Are, sometimes they listen to you guys rant dude it's therapy yeah what are you gonna do today it's straight Where therapy are you off to? Mm-hmm. oh do you like working there living right here? like it's just such a conversation sometimes and it gets what do you ask your driver tell me about your best your Ooh, this is a good one <laughs> tell me about your best uber driver conversation <laughs> bro this is it right here hey, i'm trying to find this note good good conversations <laughs> putting in the comments yes actually or just dm mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. we want to hear your story yeah. for real and I want to share it. Yeah. Um, my, my girl used to be an Uber driver. Cynthia, second shout out. <laughs> and she's got stories. But yeah, it's definitely therapy, yo. There should be like an extra tax for if you have a really good conversation with your Uber driver. You should rate someone's conversation rating. <laughs> That'd be dope. Like, was it therapeutic or not? Nah? And you could just do like an add-on session. And just have it be phone only. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. And while you're at it, we need to update on the five the apology languages. The apology languages are expressing regret, accepting a responsibility, making restitution, genuinely repenting, and requesting forgiveness. But people do so many different versions of that. Yeah, that, that's like very limited. But I get what you're saying. Which one would you say you are, though, based on... I think that was those five. Yeah. So, and also, this is just one... I'm sure there's variations of apology languages. But I do encourage people to look into it. Um, I read a book um, called The Game of Desire by Shan Boudram. Shout out to Shan Boudram. Um, really good book, The Game of Desire. And she it. first introduced me to apology languages in that book. And she might have... I'm sorry, I'm forgetting, but there might be apology. Like, I'm sure she goes into the apology languages. But anyways, okay, well, these are the I'll five that I just found. I'll look it up. And then, like, we can yeah. attach it. Mm-hmm. So expressing regret, accepting responsibility, making restitution, genuinely repenting, and requesting forgiveness. So expressing regret, accepting responsibility, making restitution, genuinely repenting and requesting forgiveness order you should order them um one to five this is a fucking exercise right now <laughs> what the hell this teacher is michelle i'm not ready for this my bad my bad this is a crazy ass exercise okay so you said rate them one to five as in five that i do the least what's number one most important to you oh how i liked for to yeah. how people to apologize mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you like to receive apologies? I need to work on my listening skills. Okay. No, no. It depends how bad you mess up. Ooh. Right? Sometimes it's like, you got to grovel. You got to show me <laughs> you are sorry for what you did. Like, you hurt my feelings. Damn. Like, I need restitution. Is, did I use that word correctly? <laughs> Was that what I mean? Damn, that's a good point, though. You're right. Like, 
did you forget to take out the trash? Did you forget my birthday? <laughs> like, okay, now we just being petty. Yeah. <laughs> um, the trash though, that's a thing. But yeah, I would say I I like people tell, to tell me yours. own that shit. Like, accept responsibility. You better okay. own that shit. Like, if you really fucked up, just own it. Okay. Okay. You know, that's how I feel. Wait, so now I feel like sometimes I don't even need an apology. Though. Hmm. You know, sometimes it's like, I'll let you get away with it. That's just your thing. You're you're upset today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with siblings. Mm. It's like, all right, she's in a bad mood. She's, she's going to get over it. She'll apologize later. That's a good point. Too. Right? Like, depending on the relationship. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. Or even with your parents. Apologies are different different relationships in your life with different people is that a thing i think so. oh yeah also um boba's we have a is, friend right yeah. now <laughs> we have cheyenne's child i have a baby my son his name is boba um he's literally my saving grace um he gained some weight and he's so <laughs> fucking cute <laughs> Yeah, he's a chunky monk, and I love it. But yeah, also, Boba is a, an emotional support animal. And if you, honestly, for whatever reason, but I'm someone who comes from abuse, and mm -hmm. Boba has really, like, been my saving grace, um, just dealing with, like, the PTSD of certain traumatizing events, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. depression. I really appreciate my dog. <laughs> Depression is a crazy thing, too. I think that's also one of the things that brought me here today, for sure. Mm. Um, depression, anxiety. Um, it's crazy because I feel like when I was going through it, I was just, I felt bad. I was like, why do I feel like this? Like, I shouldn't feel like this. You know, like, mm. I have so much to be thankful for. You know, a roof over my head, food to eat. A paycheck come in. You know what I mean? But I still just wasn't happy. And I was like, why the fuck am I not happy with what I have? And I felt so bad. And I, I beat myself up about it. Mm. And it was, honestly, it's deeper than that. And it takes, sometimes you don't figure it out. Sometimes you're just in a slump. I'm like, how did, I don't know, am I making sense? How did you You say? are. You are. I mean, I think depression is a spectrum, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. So many different ways. And, and what you were talking about is more like depression mixed with anxiety as well. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I would definitely say I have anxiety too. That's one of the things we bond over. Yeah, though, we really do. Some people don't get it. And it's so nice when the mm -hmm. other person on the mm -hmm. receiving end doesn't think you're crazy. Right. And can give you ways to manage your, stre your stress, your anxiety. Yeah. That's also something I don't think people talk about enough is how to manage your stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I feel mm -hmm. like people talk about in, that in the workplace. But they don't talk about that with your personal life. Right. right. And stress just doesn't go away when you clock out. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Work-life balance, shit. everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Priorities at home. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say is that what I've realized is that I think a lot of people just don't know how to name their anxiety. Yes. Like, they, they mm -hmm. have it and they feel it. Um, and you got to research it. And then you got to ask for help. Right. And then you got to seek right. for professional help. And right. it's a whole ass process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I believe in therapy. I remember you were the, one of the first people I told I was going to the therapy besides my boyfriend. And I just felt comfortable telling you because we talk about anxiety all the time. Mm -hmm. And you were just like, I 
you should you should go to therapy yeah and it was i'm very pro therapy i i remember i updated you i was like i made an appointment do you remember that i do yeah yeah and so sometimes you just need that friend to just like keep you accountable yeah like you know take agreed take some time to yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can't figure it out get professional help yep and you granted, know? professional help is not for everyone. Um, and there's... And you got to find the right fit. It's not very accessible. You know, it's, it's expensive. And <sighs> yeah. therapists of color are very limited and hard mm-hmm. to come by. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having a good therapist makes it... Like, you can't have just shitty therapists. That completely defeats the purpose. Yeah, you got to find one you trust. Yes. One you vibe with. Mm-hmm. All the yeah. feels. You got to be comfortable. So I want to acknowledge that unfortunately therapy is not where it should be in accessibility in a lot of different areas but i'm really pro therapy just for the fact of unraveling Mm -hmm. your mind you know being able to get to know yourself and therapy is about the relationship with yourself it's not about the relationship between you and the therapist that has to be a positive um, relationship but the point of therapy is to gain more expertise on your life. Yes. Yes. To gain control mm-hmm. and, yeah. And therapy, it's not a long-term thing. It can be a long-term thing. But, again, it's it's really more about where getting yourself to a place where you are the expert on your life mm-hmm. and you can manage your own life. Yes. I love the fact that you brought up that we're not there yet mm-hmm. in terms of accessibility, mm-hmm. affordability mm-hmm. when it comes to mental health services. Right. We're not. And we're not educated enough. It's looked down upon. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. Because, you know, when if you don't have the money, if you don't know any better, if you think this is normal, but you don't know how to go about looking into it there's such a drastic and negative connotation to it yeah yeah culturally as well and then like the difference between like women it's like oh women get therapy men don't yeah that's crazy and so when you said that it made me think about this is why self-care work-life balance Mm -hmm. getting to know yourself is kind of just like i don't know essential (laughs) no that's the perfect word right now it's like what the necessity like what is it you know yeah it is. Yeah. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. It, you gotta. You gotta love yourself. You gotta keep growing. You gotta maintain mm-hmm. it. And maintaining is hard sometimes. Right. And loving yourself does not mean that you don't like, that you don't dislike certain aspects of yourself. You can love yourself and not like the way that your big toe looks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think when yeah. people think about loving themselves, it feels so unattainable. Because there are things that we don't like about ourselves. Oh, I love that you brought that up. But that's okay. Like, you can love yourself and feel like, oh, I want to grow in this aspect. Or I'm not right with this, but Mm -hmm. I still love myself enough to know that I'm going to take on any challenge that comes my way. And who's going to have my back? My motherfucking self. Yeah. And they're perceived differently. There's a fucking double standard, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's There's crazy stuff attached to it. And... But you can never really fix your insecurities unless you know yourself, unless you really just understand. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm-hmm. just. Right. Yeah, you have to know what you need. Perfectly said. And you have to know how to communicate what you need. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and it starts with communicating it to yourself. And then you can communicate it 
to those around you. And um, that is why I really fuck with this. So I once read this thing and it said, unrealistic expectations is the number one cause to failed relationships. Say that again, say that again, but like slower. <laughs> okay, okay. okay cause I, I get it, but I need like... <laughs> I need to feel it. Feel it. I like that. Unrealistic expectations uh-huh. is the number one cause to failed relationships. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for example, for sure. my favorite ice cream is strawberry cheesecake, uh-huh. but I never tell you that, and I just—I ex- mean, this is, <laughs> this like, is how you communicate with women, y'all. <laughs> like, come on. Right. And yeah, I just expect you to know, or I expect yes. you to know how to apologize to me. Yes. Failed relationships. Exactly. You know, that's so funny because I feel like that's a kid. I feel like that happens every fucking day. Yeah, that's why people get so disappointed. Yes. But it's like we can prevent these things. You know, these are things that if we really know ourselves mm-hmm. and we're intentional about our relationships. Mom, mm-hmm, what you need, mm-hmm. what's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And you're... You're really just like, look, don't ever compromise your happiness. Don't no. compromise too much. No. And I think that's why people need to communicate what they really want. Right. Don't ever compromise your soul. I love when, and this is with anyone, but I love when you can tell someone like, oh, sorry, like, I need a minute. Like, I, need, I just need mm. a day to myself. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah. Cool. And we like, need to normalize it. that. For sure. Because sometimes you just have to unload and just veg out, do your own thing without... I have an answer to no one. Yeah, you need time to process. Time to process, time to mm-hmm. think, time to relax. Mm-hmm. How you want to relax. Mm-hmm. And that space needs to be given. Um, and that can be hard in, in intimate relationships. And like I, I mentioned earlier, like I feel like when my apology language is like, let's sit down, take responsibility, let's handle this. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's also unrealistic because... Sometimes it takes time for people to understand the gravity of the situation and be able and grasp it um, in order to really apologize properly or communicate properly. Mm -hmm. Um, I once saw a Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. I didn't watch it. I love Red Table Talk. Okay. Yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith is badass. And it was one of the first ones. They did it together. She sat Will at the red table. I thought it was going to be the one where, like, she admitted. Oh, the entanglement? With August. An entanglement with August. I didn't watch it because I was just like, I didn't know. (laughs) No, that was a different one. Okay, okay, okay. But, yeah, this this was a different one. And and they just, like, sat down and have a conversation. Um, And one of the things that Will said was him and Jada had to learn to walk away. They oh, had to yes. learn when to give each other space um, and okay. just walk away and then have the conversation at the correct time. And um, I also remember my teacher was telling me, I'm in school, y'all. I'm getting my master's in counseling, I FYI. Know, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. So proud of you. And shout out to one of my oppressor, my 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 uh, professors, she was talking about how you need to schedule arguments. And, you know, what I took <gasps> away from that is just yes. being really intentional about conversations. Mm-hmm. Being ready to talk when mm-hmm. you want to talk. Mm-hmm. And realizing sometimes you think, sometimes it's like 
you don't want someone to persuade you. You want to make sure that you just want to vent. You just want to vent, mm-hmm. or you just want to be like, "Look, this is. I'm not ready to make a decision. I just want to talk. We we can argue. We can figure the shit out." <laughs> that mic picked up all of that. <laughs> Yeah, so just know, though, that your relationship with yourself is the most important. Yes. And that's something that we're really going to focus on and go into the nuances of what a positive relationship with yourself looks like. Mm -hmm. And And through every aspect of your life. mm -hmm. And um, if you guys have any topics. Mm, Yes. um, I think that's dope. Mm -hmm. Or... It's so crazy because I had someone reach out to me and say, can I be on your podcast? And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, yeah. what do you want to share, you know? Yeah. I think we need to normalize not looking up to influencers, mm. to normal, everyday, mm-hmm. realistic, humble people. Yeah, actual people. Yeah, with realistic lifestyles. Yeah. That is okay. Mm-hmm. I used to feel like this is a thing. You said we need to normalize not looking up to influencers and actually looking up to real life people. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, I know that's definitely a thing. And I know I read it in a book and I can't remember where I was going with this. That's OK. Um, think about it. But I completely agree with that statement. And we need to normalize looking up to ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, fuck, do you guys really know these people? Like, Do you really know them to really care about what they think and what is the appeal yeah it's just sometimes you got to make your own decisions and figure out what you like why do you have to like what everybody else likes you don't why do you have to listen to what everybody else listens Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. people look down upon what's not oh you didn't see what's trending no you know what i mean and there's just so much revolving around what other people are doing Mm -hmm. versus the people really around you Mm -hmm. the people that you could really really just are honest with themselves. I feel like everyone that we surround ourselves is pretty honest with themselves. I feel like that's that's what you have. If your relationships and friendships aren't like that at this day and age and this time in your life. Yeah, y'all, we're almost 30, so. Oh, yeah, you got you to gotta have your shit figured out. If you don't, with, like, financially, whatever. But when it comes to yourself, you know what I'm, I, I feel like, especially if you've been in toxic relationships, especially if you've dealt with childhood things. I feel like when you're in your 30s, it's you should really take some time and reflect how you want to spend the next like couple decades. Yeah, because if you don't take control of your life and you just accept societal norms as law, you're going to be unhappy, point blank, period. Um, and let me dive deeper into that. Um, so, for example... When I was like, tw- yeah, I, I met Abdelila when I was 21. And I was with Abdelila from like 21 to 24. And we, um, we had a very unconventional relationship. And it was amazing. Long story short, it didn't work out though. And because that unconventional relationship didn't work, I thought, okay, let me go back to basics. Let me do what everyone else is doing, and maybe oh, that will work. Okay. 
So then I dated my ex, and it was very much so like, yeah, we dated, we became boyfriend and girlfriend, we moved in, we talked about marriage, we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, it was, it just followed all those things. Besides right. Little milestones. Yes. Unrealistic timelines. Expectations exactly. and timelines. Yes. And so if yeah. you don't have that figured out, it's okay, but I feel like at least knowing what you want. I think you've got to figure that out, actually. And who you are and what you can what you can really offer to someone authentic you know what i mean right not just i'm gonna throw money at them i'm gonna be so rich oh, and hell no. i feel like there's so many different ways of people getting approval in relationships mm-hmm. yeah and people date for the wrong reasons yeah. but yeah so i had that very textbook relationship i feel like everybody has that though. right you, you have that, that textbook ass relationship the one but that's in the movies people, right yes but some people think that's the end all be all uh-huh. and they try and have a textbook relationship time and time again but after that relationship failed terribly, and it was an abusive relationship, um, physically and emotionally. Oh, my God. Yeah. I really had to sit with myself. And so I literally took months to sit with myself, and I journaled, and I wrote, and I wrote down exactly who I want to be in a relationship, what I want in, a, in my partner and the person that I'm dating, and what I want that relationship to look like. So who I want to be, who that I is, want them to be, and who I want us to be. That is the best exercise. Yeah. Teacher Cheyenne. <laughs> it is the best exercise, and really. I figured out that what I want is very far from a textbook relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have to do that for everything. Yeah. We have to figure out what it is that we want. It's your priorities. Mm-hmm. What are your Right. I feel like. Especially as a woman, your priorities between like your career and your relationship, motherhood, mm. and marriage. Mm-hmm. It's crazy the I, amount of expectations people be having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the timelines that are set in right. different cultures. It's mm-hmm. insane. So that's crazy that you brought that up. And yeah, also, women, to our female listeners, you don't have to have kids to be a good woman. If you don't want kids, don't fucking have kids. I know, don't want anyone shame you for not having kids. Right, exactly, or not wanting kids. You know, especially nowadays, like, I think housewives have such, like, a bad rep. Oh, I know. But, man, there is something to be said about a housewife and how much we take for granted mm-hmm. that work, the emotional labor that women do. Um, so if you, if you want to be a housewife, be a housewife. Just understand why you want to do it. They have the best personal touches because they know you the best because they're with you. Right. Isn't that? Damn. That was a gym. Like they're with you. They know what you like. They listen to you. They hear you. And so they have the best personal touches to like make your day. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing. If you go to work every day and when you come home and you don't have to lift a fucking finger. Yeah. When dinner ready. Right. (laughs) Right. You can't tell me that's not work. Yeah. Because there's some days where I it takes me till place 6 is a mess right to get now. out of bed. Yeah. So if by 6 p.m. Come on, yo. That's work. Um, yeah. Right. Why do you think automatic grocery grocery pay is such a hit? Grocery, grocery shopping. shopping. Instacart. Oh, I'm just, it's just insane. Yeah. Grocery shopping. Like, ugh. I dread going to the grocery store. Oh, I used to love it. I did too. When I was like younger, I was like, woohoo. But now I'm just like, oh, so over this no, shit. No, <laughs> I used to love it pre-COVID. Oh. That was my thing. I loved grocery shopping. I love going through every single aisle. Damn. And now you're like, you just got to get in and get out. 
I know it's the worst. It gives me anxiety. Yeah. So I'm like, I want everything. Like I want, I feel like I'm missing something when mm, I, when I walk away from the time. store. Yeah. I want to plan out my meals. Wow. The housewives, when they're out grocery shopping, they put some real effort into like, what you should eat, what's healthy. And that is important, what we eat and what we put in our bodies. Absolutely. I just had Taco Bell. Yeah, that was my bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Today was rough. I needed it. Yeah. Today was a rough day. Working from home is so hard. (laughs) It's it's a blessing. It really is, but fuck. Right. It's it's draining to just stay inside all day. Yeah, you don't get your street therapy. Your small talk. You don't Mm-mm. get your, your emotional releases, your Mm-mm. little jokes you someone to commiserate with. Someone to eat someone to eat with. I live by right. myself. I mean right. Anthony's here sometimes, but when I'm by myself, I yeah. don't eat. I'm just That's there's, real. There's no That's real. There's no breaks like no like quick breaks in my day where I have that. We there's should definitely no, have a conversation about eating healthy and eating the right amount and eating disorders. Um, because yeah, I, I, I don't, I stress eat. This is my problem. Mm. So when I'm working, 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 sometimes it just depends how bad the stress is, but I'm a stress eater. We're going to take care of it all. (laughs) (laughs) See, healing is fun. Yeah, we can all work on our, if you're, if y'all stressy, we can work on that together. Let me know because I'm trying to figure that out. For real. Drop your resources in the comments. It's a thing. Okay. So, so you don't stress eat. Like, so how do you what how do you describe or define stress eating so you're just stressed out and you eat yeah no i stress not eat okay okay that's a i thing. go yeah, the yeah. other way where i'm just so stressed i like can't eat. you don't have no appetite you're i have just no like, appetite exactly okay. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i have no i have no taste but my body my stomach is like growling but i'm just <gasps> like i just neglect myself i'm just like i'm too stressed to like go in the kitchen and stress that. does that stress is some crazy shit in your mind yeah stress is super unhealthy but if you haven't realized by now mine and jen's relationship is beautiful <laughs> and it's it's super it's not it's so far from surface level and superficial and we really genuinely care about each other yes ourselves and positively affecting our communities and every single person that we have a relationship with and we hope to have relationships with y'all with our listeners um i feel like i'm a good best friend (laughs) i I feel like i love and i give and i listen no you're a great and i don't i i don't judge that's your life Mm -hmm. like people like Mm -hmm. i feel like that because maybe because i have siblings Mm. and i'm so used to people telling me what to do Mm. and things like that and um because i'm the youngest i'm the youngest so everybody got an opinion right (laughs) so i think that's important no you are a great best friend i love that you said that and i'm happy that you know that because that means you know your value and you should because you're a great best friend i agree i but i also coming from four sisters Mm. i mean sorry three sisters right and dealing with a lot of feelings (laughs) it's and I feel like that's, that's one of the best things my mom and dad did for us is listen to us. Mm. So I love listening to other people. Like I love it. So when I listen to you and the, I think I love talking to you so much because you always open up. Mm. Yeah, I'm and very you vulnerable. trust me and it's like, it's our relationship and mm-hmm. that relationships are trust. Yeah. Real, 
genuine mm-hmm. relationships are just built off of trust and they I go from there right? i think trust is more important than love mm-hmm. i'm not even kidding okay like, what, what do you mean so for example like with the person that i'm dating right now there is so much love there but when oh, the trust is okay. not mm-hmm. there it's like you know it just falls it. short we, yeah you have to be able to trust yeah. each other i love that you said that because that's how you really forge a relationship together yeah and that's how it keeps going mm-hmm. and i think that's why me and you together i feel like there's so many different people in my life that and so that's why this is a safe space and i feel like we're really just trying to listen help everybody out while we're also figuring it out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah let's figure it out together teamwork (laughs) thank you seriously this is this has been so therapeutic in itself um I cannot wait to and do I this And I want again. it to be therapeutic yeah. for everybody, mm-hmm. for you, for the listeners, for guests. Everybody, I feel like people should be heard. Mm-hmm. I agree. You no, know, and it's crazy because I asked um, a friend of mine to also like be a part of it. I think he's so amazing. And he was like, why do you want me to be on it? Mm. And some people don't value how inspirational they are and how much of a good person they are mm-hmm. or how much that they've been through. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I really want to bring back. I think that's what I was trying to talk about with the whole influencer thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you forget your own value. You forget that. Right. And we place value on fake shit. Yeah. And it's like so when it comes down to it, it's like struggle is not admired nowadays. It's the outcome, what you have, what you, what you, where, where you currently live, what, what car you fucking drive. Right. It's not about what have you done to been through to get to where you are, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, the focus is in the wrong place, absolutely. For sure. Surely. Yeah, and that's a great point. We want to bring the focus back to real life people, yeah. <laughs> to real voices that need to be uplifted um, and heard, and glorifying ourselves. Yes. Not glorifying fancy cars and trauma and <gasps> the Wait, We're watching this Netflix show right now. <laughs> what is it called? It's called Bling, uh, Bling Empire. So it's the amount of materialistic things that, this, that these amount of people have on the right. show was crazy. Right. And it, I don't think it should be fantasized. I don't think it should be either. I, I completely like agree. They need a, there are people out there suffering people out there yes there is i mean they might have all this money but are they really good people too? but that's capitalism yeah you it's know and that's that's the values. Part. this is going to be a part of the revolution for show people think that you have to have money to be respected and that's the issue oh yeah or your skin poverty color. has been so criminalized yeah yeah you don't have to be money to, to be respected Let's leave and that's that. why i love, I love that there. okay wait Go ahead, say that again. That's it. Boom, we're leaving it at that. No, what's street therapy? <laughs> Just talking to normal people on the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, that's what it's actually called? No, I mean, that's just what I call it. Oh, okay. It might actually be called that, but... I was like, damn, I should do that. Like, I... <laughs> so, you want to, like, set up Wait, a what's, booth? like, what's the exercise? Like, how do you do this? <laughs> we could do that, actually. We should do that. Let's do that. Let's just sit on the corner... Wait. And just ask if anyone needs to be hurt. We'll let y'all know where we are if y'all, if any of y'all want to stop I don't by. know about COVID. Okay, six feet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait. We'll have one of those like plastic screens. Okay, I get what you're saying, but how are you going to make this work? <laughs> no, but I'm literally just referring to just talking to real life people. Oh, like yeah. Being at the bus stop and having a conversation with someone. Like, yeah, right. y'all want us to call you, drop your number for real, and what you want to talk about. <laughs> For real, for real. We're just going to have one of our friends call. We'll just talk the whole time. Like, we have no, like, what's, who's going to call us? 
Call well, me, baby. Some- <laughs> to Cheyenne. Um, she's going to be the co-host of this Just Know podcast. Thank you for being patient because mm. I know this is supposed to come in December 2020. <laughs> but y'all know it was crazy. Thank you for being patient. We're really trying to make this work. Even though there's a lot going on mm-hmm. and a lot of competing priorities, we still want to make this one of our priorities. And so we're looking forward to doing a lot of stuff soon. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. For real. <laughs> <laughs>